Hello, and welcome to episode 55 of the Dial-Up Movie Club. Confetti, and uh, there's a bunch of confetti going off and uh, party streamers, because it's our birthday! One year of Dial-Up! Happy birthday, Dial-Up Movie Club. I'm your host, Matthew, and with me, as always this week, we got Drew. Drew, how are you doing this week? Dude, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, had some time to work on video stuff, trying to crack back at uh, gaming videos. Um, and the other night, I went up to my buddy Nate's place on the water, which was cool. Played some volleyball, um, played some cornhole. Uh, it was a good time. And I'm trying to think what else I did this week. I went um, out to eat with my family. And it was like one of the top 10 meals I've ever had. It was so good. I had this bacon burger on a pretzel bun that had like um, a tomato bacon jam on it. And then it had Gouda cheese. And then I took like this, it came with like beer cheese and I poured that all over it. Mm. Oh, so good. Man, you had me at bacon and you like, you just caught me with the pretzel bun. I'm getting myself hungry now, but mm-hmm. uh, also went to um, my high school's graduation. My we went to uh, um, we all went to the same high school, and I went back there because my sister was graduating. So um, that was long and miserable, and made my back hurt because bleachers <laughs> suck. Whoever invented bleachers, screw you. Seconded. Yeah, <laughs> Seconded. I agree. Good. Yeah. Um, that's weird to think that, like, now that's been four years since we graduated, there's no one in that high school this upcoming school year that we knew. Yeah, that is really strange. Man, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of people that graduated high school, we got Dean. Dean, how are hey. you doing this week? Hey, I'm doing good. Um... So we watched Tori's dog for the week this week. It's a little Boston Terrier dog. And Tori works in a lab and she kind of like intervals between different things she does there. So some days she could have the dog there and some days she couldn't. So she's like, can you watch Uh the dog at your work for Uh Monday, Wednesday, Friday? And I was like, yeah. That'd be fine, I think. I mean, as long as it goes well with the other dogs, you know, what could go wrong? And I, uh. What could take... go wrong with Dean and dogs? Yeah, and I take. It's a little Boston Terrier. I got nothing wrong with it. And I, uh. Um. Finally get to my work. And I walk around outside, you know, make sure it's gotta go bathroom. And finally we go inside and it like walks in the server room. I'm like, uh-uh, don't go in there. And I shoot out of the server room and I'm closing the door to the server room. And I turn around and the dog is squatted over, taking a shit on the floor in the middle of the office. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, Russell! <laughs> and I put him outside and quick pick up the shit. And... It was the worst. It made the whole place smell horrible. And I I didn't really have much cleaning supplies to deal with. So what, what I did was I first picked up the mass. And then uh, 
what did I do? I think I just constantly was wetting paper towel and scrubbing it. And then eventually I wet it and was like soaking it. Just a bunch of paper towels. And I got all the matter out and air freshened the hell out of the place. Damn. Well, I, thought I have a question on a much worse note than it did. I thought it was going to end with a dead dog because no, no, <laughs> that dog is old and little. I ain't got no beef with it. Okay. <laughs> but my question is, you say this is Tori's dog. You and Tori live together, but you don't yes. have a dog. It's, um, does this dog spawn in when she goes dog. to work? She, her, her it's at her family's house but her parents were gone for the week mm. so we were just watching while they were gone but we call it her dog because the dog loves her the most we're pretty sure ah, i see flips out over tori gotcha gotcha well i'm glad the dog is alive and well and so are you yeah. Yo. this is a big step for you dean i'm proud thank you it's um not really a step for me because it's a tiny dog and it's not really threatening to me as much as a big dog would be. Big dog bites my face off. I'm going to arrange for a St. Bernard to be sent to your work. And uh, What's that? Oh, you know, like, you know the dog Beethoven? No. Like, you ever see the Beethoven movies? No. You know the dog with the barrel on its collar? <laughs> <laughs> One of those mountain dogs? Yeah, yeah, it's one of those. It's got the barrel and it's got alcohol in the barrel say, for really? people that are freezing. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what it's for. It's a little barrel. <laughs> you see, okay. It's full of bananas for Donkey Kong. Uh, I had a good okay. week. Um, I watched the first episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. It came out. It was, nice. it was, it was very good. I still haven't wa- watched Moon Knight, which people are getting up at, upset at me for, because I have one episode to go, and I just don't, I don't have the motivation to watch it. I don't feel the need, because I just don't, I don't, I'll watch it, I'll sit down, I'll sit my ass down, I'll watch it, and I'll be happy that I finished it, but, you know, I just, I don't feel like I want to right now. I have a little too much going on. Oh, uh... Um, I started reading the Marvel event, uh, King in Black, which was a big comic event that happened in 2020. Uh, so I started reading that, which is like, Null, who was like the god of the symbiotes, comes to Earth and starts wreaking havoc. And everyone's floundering. It's a fun story. Does um, it have any of the other symbiotes in it? Uh, Yeah, like Venom is like the main character of it all i believe uh spider-man's got the symbiote um mary jane becomes carnage oh that's yeah yeah it's very cool uh uh, spider gwen has a symbiote yeah there's a gwenum yep so that's all thing yeah it's, it's a very cool story so far um but yeah um also i like to shout out when we get reviews and things like that. So I'll do one of those oh, now. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, I know. It's been a while. And this, honestly, this isn't even a review. This is a DM I got on Twitter. 
on the dial-up I'm movie club? Slid in your DMs? Yeah, someone slid in the dial-up DMs. You're engaged. DMs. Better be something. <laughs> it's actually, it's more of a question for you, Dean. Huh? Oh. Yeah, I think they're looking for you. So um, they <laughs> couldn't find me. I de- <laughs> well, um, I didn't ask for permission to give their Twitter, so I won't give their Twitter. But they say. Hi, Dial-Up. I just finished just finished listening to the Castaway episode, and I had a question. At the end of the episode, Dean struggles to come up with a reason to not give Castaway a 10 out of 10. I was just wondering, why is Dean so against giving movies 10 out of 10s, even though he couldn't come up with a reason to give a lower score he still did? You know, we ask this question to Dean quite a bit, I think. I do, too. I think yeah. I thought Castaway was going to be the first 10 out of 10 for Dean. It was close. I remember struggling. <laughs> like, I kind of get what they're saying, but I wanted to make sure. Because for one being my first out of 10 out of 10, it'd really have to be one. And you I had the first time is always special, Dean. I know. It's got to be really... I haven't given anything a 10 out of 10 yet, I don't think. The Mask no, you is haven't. A, isn't a perfect movie to you? No. I want to oh. say was... Was... Oh, no. The the highest you've ever given was a 9.8. And that was to The Thing. Nice. That's a good movie. That is a, good a great movie. <laughs> um, the, I just remember... Like, if I really couldn't think of anything... It's pretty much just... If I can think of anything I dislike, it can't be a 10 out of 10. So there was something in Castaway. I'm trying to remember what it was. I can't exactly remember. I feel like I said it, though, when I gave my rating. Maybe I just mm-hmm. didn't point it out that I thought it was bad or not. I don't know. Um, What did I not like? Oh, hmm, I can't blame it for that. I was going to say I don't like that. I couldn't see what was in the package. I wish I could see that, but you know, I oh, kind of package. I kind of see why they wouldn't show you. I don't know. <laughs> it was, it's, it's been too long now. I gotta. There was something. I'd gotta. I, I'd have to re-listen. I hope our Twitter user is happy with the answer of. He also uh, requested a movie that we watch, but I'm not even going to give it the light of day because don't request movies for us to watch. We pick and we give you options Dang. every once in a while. I, I want to I wanna hear it. I at least what take it. I, I hear them out. I think about maybe it. I've seen it. <laughs> they want us to do an episode on the B movie. Hey, I of thought course. of that. Of course. Uh, maybe someday. Maybe if you're maybe someday. Maybe I won't be picking it. Maybe someday Drew or Dean will be charitable enough to pick yeah. the B movie for yeah. you and save up all your good boy points. Yep, save up all your good boy points. Do a jumping jack and review us on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars and a three sentence review. And um, maybe maybe B movie will happen. Maybe B movie will happen. But today. We gathered to talk about a different um, multi-legged creature feature movie, uh, Spider-Man 2. Woo! Woo! I suggested this for our uh, wild card month, which 
is a month we get to pick any movie we want. And I figured, you know, we started this journey with Spider-Man and let's just start the next year off with Spider-Man 2. How creative. Um, yeah, Spider-Man 3 next year. Spoiler alert. I say we just, we hop right into the IMDb game, fellas. Uh, let's see. Dean won last week, so he will get to guess first. And what the IMDb is is IMDb is a website where people can go and review movies on a scale of 1 to 10, decimal points included, and the website gives a nice average number that is the average number of all the reviews with decimal points included. We will then go, uh, Dean will guess, then Drew will guess, and the winner will get to give their initial and final thoughts first. Dean, what's your guess for Spider-Man 2? A lot of people like it. I remember a lot of people liking it. It's kind of a same deal as um. No, 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 it's not the same deal as Shrek. I feel like more people like the first one than the second one. I feel like that, but I keep feeling like I'm gonna see Sandman in this one. So I always think I like this one more than it, I do because I like Sandman. But he's in the third one, and so when I realize Sandman's not in it, it makes me less excited. But I'm still excited. Wait, these aren't my initial thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm given my initial thoughts. Um, I think you have to earn that right, buddy. Guess the number. I think that people would give it a seven point four. All right, uh, Drew, your guess for the IMDb game. I think Dean's wrong, and I think the people would give it a 7.7. All right, both in the sevens. Well, one of you just got it spot on. One of you hit the target, head on the nail. And that one of you is Mr. Dean Culkin. (laughs) Yeah, I knew it before you even told me, I'm sure. I didn't cheat. Wait, what do you mean by that? Yeah, you knew yeah, before. I didn't know. Uh, yeah. I had the feeling. You have a questionable mm. history, Dean. <laughs> you don't. Well, I didn't. Mm. I didn't. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dean. Well, now you can give your initial thoughts on the movie that doesn't have Sandman in it. All right, I'm going to continue where I left off. Um, All right. So once i learned sandman wasn't in it less less excited but still excited um good movie um i did think the effects and such just they didn't hit as hard as the first one in my opinion but that's a that's a final thought i'm getting all my thoughts mixed up is that it is that all yeah i thought you'd know that was it i thought i I guess after a year, I can't really tell anymore. I'm just, I'm just glazed (laughs) over. (laughs) All right. uh... Blank out. (laughs) All right. talking again. (laughs) It's probably saying something stupid about the special (laughs) effects. Not far off. Uh... (laughs) All right, Drew, your uh, initial thoughts on Spider-Man 2? Hey club members, it's Matthew. Now, as many of you know, I'm getting married next year, and I want to fit into a tux and most of all look good in it for those photos. 
So I've been having to prioritize my own health a lot more, eating healthier, getting rid of sodas, and walking more. And one of the biggest helps for me has been Liquid IV. Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and the Hydration Multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins in two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out, or on long flights. I love how it makes me feel after a workout. This stuff refreshes you. I love all the flavors, but let me tell you two of my favorites. One, the new strawberry lemonade flavor. Fantastic. And if I'm feeling a little more classic, I go with the pina colada. One stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. There are 12 delicious, refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting, which contain five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C, with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. Made with premium ingredients, non-GMO, and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. Liquid IV partners with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50-plus countries around the world. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code DIALUP at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code DIALUP at liquidiv.com. I don't know when and where I watched this, but it happened at some point. I was pretty young. I have seen this before. And I I always thought um, Doc Ock was pretty kick ass. I have I when I was a kid I had I think it was um what was the other brand arrival Lego Mega Blocks Mega Blocks yeah I think it was a Mega Block Spider Man set but it came with Doc Ock and like he had these um, like the arms on his back and like you had this cafe you could build i love that set i love the the doc ock figure he was awesome but um you know i really enjoyed this movie i have always kind of enjoyed it but um it's been a while since i watched it and yeah it's i think it holds up really good i like it nice nice yeah i um oh man i've owned this movie as a kid so i don't know the first time i watched it but i watched it a lot growing up i had this movie about on repeat and to this day it is my favorite film ever made i think every frame every line of dialogue every shot every acting performance every cut every edit every special effect is perfection i love this movie with every every cell in my body uh i think doc ock is one of if not my favorite just movie villains in general the tentacles are so cool i love all the little details with them i love uh toby's performance 
uh, Kirsten's performance. Rosemary Harris, unsung hero of this trilogy. Her Aunt May is fantastic, and I love every scene she's in. This movie is deeply personal. It feels like a character study of Peter Parker and more than just like a, oh, a flashy superhero movie. No, this movie, it takes Peter Parker by the neck and just drags him to the brink of what any human should be able to withstand. And you see how he takes it. And that's why I love this movie so much. Uh, Sam Raimi directed it. And I met Sam Raimi with Drew years ago. I had him sign the poster to Spider-Man 2, this movie. And he signed it, Pizza Time, the greatest quote to ever exist in film ever. Yeah. Sam Raimi. God, what a legend. Absolute legend directing this movie. Man. Anyway, uh, the start to this movie, the credits, and I re-listened to our original Spider-Man episode, and I said, I, I was like, wow, you like these credits, wait till we get to the next one, because they had layers onto it, and this, yeah, I love, like, nobody makes opening credits entertaining, usually, like, something's just happening, and the credits are just kind of, like, popping up every now and then, but this movie... Man, the credits are a whirlwind in the beginning. The art by Alex Ross and other various legendary comic artists to, like, catch you up to speed if you, like, hadn't seen the first one in a while. Like, we watched the first one a year ago, and, like, yeah, if you forgot anything, it gives you, like, a two-minute rundown of the movie through all these art pieces. That is super nice. I I really dig that. It's great. More movies should do that. Agreed. Because not everyone's going to remember every detail of the movie that they saw. Like, this came out two years after the original. Everybody's going to remember every little hokey detail. But this, it gives you the good bits through little dynamic art pieces. What do you guys think of these credits? I thought they were cool, and I think the art is um, pretty sweet, too. I mean, it looks kind of like a, a little bit like storyboard art, but just more colored, and it's got a little bit of a sketchy look to it, and I thought that was pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I did think, though, that, I mean, I was kind of thinking back to that episode, too. I thought you were telling Dean about the Spider-Man 3 ones and that, because I thought you were talking about, like, the symbiote crawling across the Yeah, world. that is Spider-Man 3. I think every, okay. like, Spider-Man 3's credit is my favorite, but every okay. single one, like, adds a layer. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, like, the I'd first to... movie, it was just, like, a swinging st- cityscape while the credits went. This one, like, adds all the webs and the art. Mm-hmm. And then the third one kind of adds the sand and venom aspects of it. Yeah, that sounds so cool. Dean, you like these credits? I do. They're very, they're very good for a forgetful person. Um, I thought I was going to be the one to point them out because I didn't. I don't know. Nobody ever talked about them. They're amazing. Uh, so as you guys know, it's my allergy season, and they have me drugged up like a caged animal right now. Uh, every night I get home, I have to take three times the adult um, serving size of Benadryl, and. Oh man, what's the other one? And some other allergy prescription. That's not good, bro. That's not good. I'm I've been so much medication. <laughs> I saw I saw some videos on TikTok just the other day about like people who have taken Benadryl to get high before. And 
Um, it's horrifying. It looks like they were like trying to do a visual simulation of it. And you'll just like, you'll see like shadow people just like in the corner of your eye. Like it'll look like someone's (laughs) just sitting there. I feel like they're saying like going to bed, sleepy time, Benadryl. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's what I take. Cause I get home from work and sleepy time. The drowsy kind of allergy medicine. I hate that kind. Yeah, don't I've try been... to stay awake, bro. The hat man will visit you. Don't well, re- say remember that. when um <laughs> remember when um Tori accidentally drugged me with Benadryl? And <laughs> yep. I was like trying to stay awake because I didn't know I had Benadryl and I was like, Man, I'm tired. I gotta get home. And I was gonna take the bus to my truck and leave, but I, I got so bad. I, I didn't know what was up. I was just like so sleepy that trying to stay awake was making me nauseous. Tori so... pulled a Dr. Cheerful on you. Yeah. <laughs> I love that we call him Dr. Cheerful now. Passed <laughs> out the, in a... The rape drug. Passed out in a PNC bank parking lot. And uh, <laughs> I remember a police cruiser like slowly pulling around. And I'm pretty sure they looked at me. They didn't do nothing. They just left. <laughs> Guess he's sleeping here. Just another crazy Saturday. My (laughs) life be a movie. My life be a movie. My life be a movie. Speaking of another crazy Saturday, this movie opens up now, and I do remember now. It's a great opening. How could I forget? Because it's pizza time. Pizza time. Pizza time. Uh, I love when he's fumbling with the brooms. Yeah, it's a long scene of him just trying yeah. to get all the brooms in the closet. I love the whole idea that she's sitting there, she ordered pizza, and this guy's taking forever. And then he comes out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he has um seven and a half minutes to make it 40-something blocks. And right off the bat, I love how it shows, like, it establishes the main conflict of the movie, which is basically Peter versus himself, where he has to, like, he constantly is putting Spider-Manning against his own self-interest. Like, he sees some kids playing in the road. He's gotta stop and save the kids and give them a little finger wag of, like, don't play in the streets, kids. Meanwhile, that clock's a ticket. He don't make it on time. And he gets fired cut to him getting fired from the daily bugle and we get jay jonah jameson Uh, i swear he is one of the like people that still makes these movies such a great experience for mm -hmm. me because they performance fantastic what would they do if they made another sam raby spider-man with toby because Mm. the characters would look older i mean J.K. Simmons is still playing. I know. <laughs> but for right. his universe, it would be quite the jump unless they do a time jump. Because his hair say, is They'd gone. probably do a time jump. I'd hope that they would. I mean, there have been people that want like a Spider-Man 4 where he's mentoring Miles Morales. And he's like an older Spider-Man. And I think, I think that's a cool idea, but like that's kind of what the plot of Into the Spider-Verse is. Yeah. yeah. So... I got who? I got who? Someone took a little too much Benadryl. 
No, someone didn't take enough. I'm going to take four tonight. No. What's no. the doctor recommendation on the bottle? Uh, one. But my doctor prescribed cool. me three. Then you take three. Yeah, then I take, take three. Mm-hmm. Not four. Dude, uh, Spidey be losing everything in this film. Like, it's I love him it. against New York City. Uh, yeah. It's everyone against Peter Parker in this movie. But when he when he got fired from delivering pizzas, I, w- I was literally thinking, man, at least he's got his like photography gig going. And then the next shot literally is like him getting fired from yeah. photography. But then he gives him he slides him a, a good photo. Yeah. They yeah. haggle. He coughs up the th- the spider-man photo and it doesn't even cover the advance that he was given a week ago yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and a question betty brant who is the assistant the woman assistant at the daily bugle she's got the hots for peter right there's something there oh yeah well because okay Uh, spoiler for three but don't they kind of have a little fling for a moment like they're kissing on each other when he's uh spider-man there's a it's a quick scene but there's a scene where he's like he's like "Mm, i want to take some pictures of you sometime yeah (laughs) he's like oh peter parker (laughs) oh yeah she's got the hots yeah i think yeah yeah which one of these movies did you completely send? Like you read the whole script. And sent <laughs> that was Spider Man Three. I did the oh, whole okay. script for. That that was a great moment in in history. I think I think the world came together for that. Um, and yeah, it, like triple whammy. Uh, and then so gets fired from the pizza place. Doesn't his like three hundred buck photo? Not con even his advance. Next up, he goes to college. Dr. Kurt Connors, who comics fans know is the lizard. Uh, he runs into him and he's like, uh, Peter, class is done. You see me here? That means class is over, bucko. And, and Peter's like, oh man, I'm trying. I'm really trying, man. And he's like, not enough. Harder. It's not enough. It's like I love how this movie establishes that Peter Spider-Man is effectively ruining Peter's life in yeah. every aspect. Yeah, this this whole movie is like a big learning lesson for him as a character. He's got to find that balance between both lives. Mm-hmm. And later in um MJ's play, uh there's a line she says where she's like, "I hope you had not been leading a double life." Mm-hmm. And I'm oh. like, oh, that's you know, it's, it's relevant. It's Spider Man. Mary Jane totally love bombed Peter like shortly before that run into the college. Because Could you define the term love bomb? <laughs> well, the way I see it this time around is she like she doesn't tell him how she feels if she feels that way, but she sure as hell make some guessing because she walks up and she's like oh peter she's giving the eyes the whole face and he's like oh i hmm she's seeming like something but i don't know and she's or maybe he did know but he just doesn't want to say it but she keeps 
you know, give him the love, give him the love. Does dude, she kiss him? She at least looks like it. She not, wants to. Not in that scene, but dude, that if that's the same scene I'm thinking of when she says like, you were going to say something? And he goes, I was wondering if you're still <laughs> yeah. in the village. I'm just I think, like, dude, I think that might on. be it. Get a I little think... backbone. But right after she like, like once he doesn't say anything, she just walks away and she goes, I'm seeing someone now. <laughs> like I really, it's so frustrating at times in this movie because I really just wish he would be like, listen, I am Spider-Man and I, I cannot get you involved in this thing. And she'd be like, oh, okay. He, that's like the point though. And I like that because they have the hots for each other hard. Mm-hmm. And, and like MJ, she is not the villain in this scenario. If anything, Peter is. Because oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Peter is like, and it's hard to even blame him because. MJ is in almost every scene they're in together. She's like coming on to him and he's like, Ooh, I really want to, but I can't cause I'm Spider-Man and I'm going to get you hurt. But then I think it's the second she says, or no, she says that she's seeing someone and that's like a little spark. But the second you go to the party and he sees, um, Jameson's son, that's when I feel it really clicks for Peter that like, oh, this is a threat. Um, and it's annoying, too, because it's Peter's fault that he's yeah, a threat. Like if yeah. like in the first movie, it ends with MJ trying to be with him. And he's like, nope, I got this responsibility now. And so Dunce, Peter yeah, Parker. It's... <laughs> it's it's frustrating but i've you know i think that's what it's trying to shoot for because it wants to make you frustrated so that when it happens at the end of the film Mm -hmm. him being like i am spider-man then you're like oh thank god this i don't i can't think of a dunce for this movie oh a dunce Peter Parker did a lot of dunce things uh, other than Harry giving all the tritium ooh, to Harry, I was going to say that. I was going to say Harry. A drop would destroy the city, which he almost did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they say like if he had A more than a drop, New York City is gone. <laughs> yeah, I, Harry might be the dunce because he gets a little obsessive over who killed his father, which is understandable. Like, yeah, but you, you think Spider-Man killed your dad? You're probably going to be a little pissed off at Spider-Man. I think they're both kind of dunces for that, though, because like Peter, he should have when he was uh, when Harry saw that Spider-Man was Peter. Um, he should have just been like, because Harry asked like. Or says something to the degree of like, yeah, you killed my father. And he should have just been like, no, bro, I didn't. Let me explain how it went down. He was evil. Like, why he does he the mind goblin? Why doesn't he say any of this? It's frustrating. Why didn't it? Oh, that's another Peter Dunst quality that he doesn't tell him why he had to do it. Right. Osborne did say, don't tell Harry. He did. Yeah, but don't tell still... Harry. Still, he did if, make it's that. Gonna, 
if not no. telling him is gonna make him a villain too that's you should tell him yeah i feel yeah i think harry's dunce moment comes when otto's like or like um he's like kill spider-man and i'll and i'll give you your tritium and i was like well how do i find spider-man and he's like peter and then i was like okay uh okay i'll go kill peter and then he's like leaving and harry's like having that oh shit moment of like uh actually that's my best friend don't don't hurt him please (laughs) and otto's gone that's a little that's a little incorrect what do you mean um, what happens is he says peter parker because he takes pictures of spider-man yeah and he said kill spider-man but he was like oh shit because he wanted to kill spider-man yeah he says bring it bring spider-man to him alive so he can do it although i've wondered before if harry knew peter parker's spider-man already i don't think he does know until he pulls the mask off just because of how shocked he is he like drops the knife and everything Mm mm-hmm you get to look at me as I kill you. Mask off. <laughs> <laughs> Mask off. Mask off. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's where I think Harry kind of takes the dunce cake. Yeah. I mean, Peter, like, all the things he does is for responsibility. He has a good, righteous cause. Yeah, he like, and he saves all the people on the train, the little girl in the fire, the kids on the street. He saves so many lives. He's not a dunce. He's not a dunce, but I, I think he does uh, do some frustratingly dunce-like things at times. <laughs> it's you say it's frustrating, but it's sacrifice. It's not in Peter's best interest. And you're right. But that's how the movie works. That's the message. No, I get it. I get it. It's heartbreaking. It's so He's good. A, God bless this movie. Spidey's got some web block going. <laughs> Can't shoot oh. out his webs. Doesn't he, um, in No Way Home, doesn't... Aren't they like, um, you got organic web shooters? Do you ever got cleaned it out or do you get like a blockage? Doesn't he say yes, he has once? Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, I had a a blockage, a web block. It was a whole, what did he say? It was like a existential crisis thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Web block. Yeah, that's probably it. That's what happened in this movie. (laughs) Existential crisis. There was one line when that was kind of happening at its climax him my back uh, having his web blog no not that uh i thought it was a bit of exposition with the line why is this happening to me like oh yeah it's something that i don't think needs to be said you know it's a little corny i see what you mean but does he say that when he gets the powers uh i don't think so yeah, then when he's losing them, he's like, why is this happening to me? And it's like, huh. Well, you asked the same thing when you were getting the powers. Now you like the powers? Make up your mind. <laughs> it's to the point where Peter doesn't even remember his own birthday. They, He's like, what are y'all doing here mm-hmm. at his Aunt May's house? And I love, man, I, I already said this, but Rosemary Harris is 
killing it in this movie. Mm-hmm, yeah, I love the scene where she tries or she gives Peter the twenty dollar bill, and he's like, "No, you take this money from me, and don't you dare leave it here." It is, it's tear jerking. Mm-hmm. She lo- needs that money. Mm-hmm. He I saw the it's... foreclosure sign or mail. Ben was the provider. He, uh, her performance when she's saying to him, like, um, oh, wait, I have it written down here. Um, she says, like, some people need a hero willing to make selfless sacrifices. I think that was a really great part. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's one of those moments where it's like, does she know or have a big suspicion that he is Spider-Man? And mm-hmm. um I I also love that moment because you can tell that it really gets through to Peter and it's suddenly clicking like I I do need to still maintain being Spider-Man. Yeah, 100%. I love that that moment too of like every kid needs a hero. Mm-hmm. There's a hero in all of us and it, it it's like does she know? Cuz she's getting very close to being like hey wink wink nudge nudge be <laughs> Spider-Man again. Yeah. Um but it also could be taken as just some wisdom from Aunt May. True, which we love. Um yeah, uh let me see. I would not help Aunt May move for $5. You're not a good kid then. You don't have big ambition, big ambitions. She like could at least Henry give me ten across the street. I know how much she needs help moving. She's, she's an old, an old lady. lady. I could get more money out of it. <laughs> oh my! She's an old lady whose home Dean... is foreclosing, and you wouldn't help her for five dollars. Yeah, Dean's starting to sound like the what Mr. if it were children? Depends what's going on in my day already. You're, you're a little moving. kid. You got nothing going on. I could ride around in circles on my bike in the cul-de-sac. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're hearing Aunt May breaking her back trying to unload heavy boxes that your youthful body could have done with ease. Uh, Should have paid her bills. Henry Jackson MVP. <laughs> Helped I'm her. just riding my bike. I'm, I don't know how... I don't really have the... Um, um, should have paid her bills. <laughs> wow. I believe there's a hero in all of us, except for you. <laughs> There'd be a hero in you if you paid your bills. Oh my gosh, she's an old lady. She's uh, started giving piano lessons. That's all she got. Circulate the, the money through the economy. Help us that- all. That lawyer that they're talking to, um, when they are trying, she's trying to refinance her home, um, or bank or whoever. Um, his he's a uh, Joel McHale, I think that's how you. Yeah, is that the is. guy from Community? Yeah, yeah, he plays a very. I vital noticed role. that this time. <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, he's a he's a pretty great actor. I mean, I love him in Community. Yeah, same. I. Yeah, I never noticed that until this watch through. I'm like, <laughs> I swear that guy's in community. Yeah. Um, but Peter has moved out of Aunt May's apartment this time, and do one of you guys want to tell us about where he is moved into now and who may own that place? Dean, take the floor. 
so I don't know <laughs> the guy's name of who uh, is who owns the building. Uh, it's a uh, Mr. Dickovich. Okay, yeah, and I just know him as Give Me Rent Guy. Mm-hmm. It's his stunning debut in this movie. Mm-hmm. And when he, uh, <laughs> when he's like, is just kind of there when Peter opens the door and he's like, Rent? And Peter just <laughs> shuts the door. I was like, Damn, that's cold, Peter. <laughs> yeah. I love when he first goes upstairs. It's like the music's on. Guys are at table playing crabs. And. He just owes the door. He's like, hi. Hi, what's hi? Can I spend it? (laughs) (laughs) I promise I got a paycheck coming next week. If promises were crackers, my daughter would be fat. (laughs) He just like leans over and like, he's like, I just got this 20 for the rest of the week. Just leans over, takes the 20 that Aunt May gave him in tears. Dikovich just takes it. Dikovich, um... He's got ears like a cat and eyes like a rodent. He <laughs> It's a great way of saying it. He's a god among men. <laughs> he's still a nice guy, I think, because I'm sure Peter Oh, welcome Odin... back, Pete. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um I had to throw away my food scraps before yeah, they we were asking you questions and got met with you silence. <laughs> oh, man. I was wondering that. I was like, "You got going to ask me questions." I was like, "Oh, you want to talk about Mr. Dikovich, Dean?" Oh. <laughs> well, he's a good person. He's a good guy because he's letting Peter stay for significantly less rent. Is it because is do you think he's an official citizen? I don't know. There are a lot of Russians in England who don't live in England. <laughs> What about New York? What's the Russian status like there? I don't know. I was well, there's say, at I least the New York family in England. <laughs> yeah, I love Mr. Dikovich. Rent is like uh it's it's his whole life, you know. Mm-hmm. It's all he wants. And Peter isn't giving it to mm-hmm. him. Um, um another thing, uh when when he's at the birthday party, Harry says like, "Oh, I'm funding the Otto Octavius." thing that you're writing the paper on peter you want to meet him and so peter meets otto octavius what do you what do you guys think of old otto octavius played by alfred molina i think he is great i love uh just him as an actor i think the performance is really solid and i think it's very iconic at this point in just pop culture mm-hmm. um and i think um i think he's perfect for doc ock as a character and I think he's also just a, he seems like a nice wise man um, before, you know, he's controlled by the arms. Like I love when he says uh, love should never be a secret and Mm -hmm. he's, you know, he's trying to bestow some important wisdom on Peter and you got to respect him for it. Mm -hmm. Dean, what do you think of Otto? Pre Otto arms. Um, He's pretty nice guy. Uh, he's got his aspirations in check for sure. He's got some big dreams. Um, after getting the arms, he is a nice guy, but with the arms, he just struggles. And I, I feel for him. And I feel like he's awkward. 
like he's a great pick for Otto Octavius, but I just get an awkward feeling with him. And I feel like it started when I saw No Way Home and he was in that. And I don't know, I for some little bit I was like, is his acting a little cheesy? But then I'm th- and watching Spider-Man 2 and I'm like, is his acting a little cheesy? But I think it's just his character's awkward. He's an awkward man. Hence the, um, anybody lose a, <laughs> a 20, a band of 20s? We found the rubber band. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, whoever, whoever is the best man at my wedding in a few years, I want that to be how you open your speech. <laughs> All uh, right. The $20 bills. A few um, years? How long are you planning? That. At 2024. That's what we're thinking. So two years. Oh. Okay. Okay. Um, There's going to be like elephants and such then. Yeah. What? Yep, that's what we're planning. We're it's going to India. A... Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Destination wedding. Woo-hoo. One of the ones where you go get married and everybody's got to pay for their tickets. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say like most people have to pay for their tickets like all the people we invite that we don't really want there you know but they can send us gifts sounds that... like we're going to india <laughs> yeah trip ab- trip abroad i i'm sorry man i've said i'd never go there i'm sorry what? why <laughs> really I, it's not happening dude drew's I... <laughs> scared of india i I am scared of India as a country. I think there's a lot Jeez. of not not the people or anything, but it's the uh, the, the tigers. The, yeah, the reckless nature, the forces of nature. Really? I, I just do feel not like there's enough there for that reason. I feel like there's enough mass of people to keep me away from all nature. Maybe yeah. I'm scared of the roads because don't they like not have road road laws or yeah, they're very it's just like a million lanes that people too. going everywhere and yeah there's like no speed limits so people are just always like cranking at a hundred. Someone told me something once that India's traffic is so bad that I think I'm gonna make up some numbers say um like a thousand. <laughs> car accidents happen in a week in america in india that happens every day maybe it's a thousand a month and it happens every day in india wow but it's a lot more accidents Hmm. you know that means nothing to me considering you bullshitted it but well i made (laughs) the numbers (laughs) source i made it all different numbers Nice. I, I would argue uh, what you're saying about Doc Ock and No Way Home. I think No Way Home makes some very strange decisions with Doc Ock as a character yeah, that I'm yeah. not particularly fond of. Um, this movie much better than uh, like in in terms of Doc Ock as a character, at least. And some may argue just a much better movie that uh, that could be me. I was um, gonna say with the inhibitor chip and all that. That's um, that's Elon Musk's brain chip when it comes out. The inhibitor chip's gonna the blow. Inhibitor. The chip's gonna blow, and he's gonna go. Oh, the inhibitor chip. Time to invent the sun. Yeah. Yo. Time to 
no, it's gonna blow, and you're just gonna be standing there. Must buy Tesla. Must <laughs> buy Tesla. <laughs> Freaking drone. Um, yeah. While we're talking about him, can we please talk about the hospital scene? Dude, I would uh, love to. I am in love hospital with this scene. scene. Oh, yes. I think the surgery scene. Any of you take shop class? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this might be the greatest scene ever put to cinema. Everything <laughs> about it is. Oh, I think at least you're as far really as, hyping it. As far uh, as I superhero movies go, I think it is one of my favorite scenes out of a superhero movie. It is fantastic. I, 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 I get thrown off at the end of it because I feel like it's over dubbed or whatever it is. Um, it's a voiceover when he goes, no, because it doesn't look like he shouts no in the way that he says no. It looks like in the recording he goes, ah, but it goes, no. <laughs> and I mean, I've never noticed that, but maybe. I, I think when I was watching it, it was like a, ah! No, he like says, a, no. It didn't sound like that to me. I It sounded, because I remember thinking, like, that's a weird sound and scream. Well, it was weird, because it didn't match <laughs> what I saw. And I feel like he was saying no, because the subtitles said no. And I figured he also would, because he woke up. And he realized, I'm stuck to these tentacles and all these doctors are dead because of me. He's just getting into his doc-ocking phase. Doc-ocking phase. Doc-ocking. Uh, dude, uh, like, ah, man, you say I'm overhyping it, but man, there's a scene of a woman with her nails grating into the floor as it's being and I don't pulled away by a tentacle. Possible. I feel like your nails would rip off. It's hyper realism dean it's not possible for spider-man to exist well <laughs> why are you drawing the line at this all right fine <laughs> <laughs> what about why is there a chainsaw in the because they gotta cut off the tentacles and uh, also it's an evil dead reference yeah oh Sam Raimi directed those movies. Oh, and that makes sense. I love this the Sam Raimi horror vibes with this scene. And mm -hmm. I think it's it's so simple, but I thought it was really cool the shot where the chainsaw does fall and then like you see like the arm slinking back and like the reflection of the chainsaw. Yeah. Like ah oh. like every little shot in that scene I was I was in love with. I had just about enough of the um, <laughs> women screaming to the camera shots. Especially there's one where um, maybe uh, he, Doc Ock's like climbing a wall. I think it's like just before when Anthony's getting <laughs> thrown 15 stories up and down back and forth. And he... Just goes past this office, and there's this lady in the office, and the arms start going through the walls, and she's screaming. She's like, ah, ah, and then there's a shot where she, like, runs for the camera, and she's, yeah. like, looking into the camera, mouth wide open, screaming, like, ah, 
Like, I love that. She looks like me. she sees Doc Ock out the window, runs at the camera, stops right before the camera, puts it. It's like Macaulay Culkin and Hot Home That's Alone. What I'm thinking. <laughs> Not delivering the vibes. I need to be immersed. Dude. I think it delivers all the vibes. People, I would scream if I saw that going down. It's scary. But I want to run to where I think a camera is. <laughs> into it. Maybe she ran, remembered she forgot something at her desk, but didn't want to go back to her desk because that's where the tentacle guy is. So she just stopped and screamed. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a logical response. That's that's my deep dive character study of that extra. Also, is there a building burning rescue scene in Spider-Man 3? No. No, oh, but I good. do love how this one mirrors the first movie. It does. How he doesn't he doesn't have the power like first movie Toby Maguire's Peter Parker would have ran right in. But this movie, he has to, he has to be kind of pushed in, and then even then, it's still not enough. Someone on the fourth floor didn't make it, and he like Dang. feels it. Yeah, yeah, it's like, a rough moment for him. And it's like Spider Man would have got him out. Spider Man definitely could have got him out, but yeah. Peter Parker couldn't. It's I, I liked the um the cla- I'm pretty sure it's a meme now where he um. He hear he sees the fire trucks or whatever go down the road, sirens going, and he's like staring like uh oh. But then he just like take chomps a hot dog and turns the other way. Yeah. <laughs> it's I have a complaint about that scene. The raindrops keep falling on my head scene. I would argue that that scene is the same the same concept as emo Peter dancing in the third movie. Yeah. But emo Peter dancing gets all the shit and all the memes. No one talks about this scene. I would argue this one's worse. <laughs> the yeah. hot dog scene? I, yeah. I almost no. would too. The fact, the part that pushes it over the edge is the freeze frame in it. On the nothing's worrying freeze frame. Me. Yeah. <laughs> there is a freeze frame. <laughs> oh man, I that's, wondered about that. That's the part where I'm like, okay, that's a little, that's a little much. <laughs> Bruce Campbell can. Bruce Campbell. He's, he's um, he's an asshole. Yeah, he is. No one will be seated after the doors are closed. And there was an issue with this usher. Someone really ought to talk to him. <laughs> It helps maintain the illusion. <laughs> He's great. He Love is. Bruce Campbell in all these. Oh, yeah. yeah I like Bruce man. Campbell. It's sad he was going to be Mysterio in the fourth ah, dude, one. Dude, that is it so does. sad. He would. I think he would kill that. I think he would absolutely kill that. Like, I can't believe we're in the universe that didn't get that, that <sighs> moment. Wait, what? What do you mean yeah, in a fourth hurts. one? Was there going to be a fourth? Yeah, Spider-Man 4 was, like, in pre-production before it got canceled. Oh, man. Man. And there are storyboards. I I could find it easy. Um, There there are storyboards of Spider-Man 4, and one of them is Bruce Campbell as Mysterio. Oh. 
Um, that would have been great. I I wanted to say a couple things about the scene where Doc Ock is fighting uh, Peter on the building, uh, mm. like on the side of the building. With uh, Aunt May? Yeah. Uh, I like when they're fighting and then like they're falling and the score stops and mm. you just hear the wind rustling and like punches landing until they gain their footing again. I thought that was pretty cool. It's and dope. Um, also Stanley cameo. Yes! Oh yeah. Saving the woman from the rubble. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, that's the quickest cameo. <laughs> yeah. You didn't said, get too long of ones in these. He should have said instead, Oh, Excelsior. <laughs> yep, that's it. Yep. Excelsior. <laughs> I like the lady. I invented these characters. <laughs> I liked the is bad news. <laughs> I liked the shot in this when he opened his closet and it's just the suit and just the spidey suit. Mm-hmm. And that's cl- it's it's like in um. A visual of his two lives just hanging right in front of him yeah he had to pick what to and be even the song that's playing it says something it's like you try so hard to be someone that you forgot who you are and that's what the song's saying as oh. that shot is and it's like dang it's a closet but i do really like that shot. <laughs> it, i like how it looks shot. it's a good shot I, I don't blame you for liking that shot. It's a good shot. I think uh, the score in this movie is very, very good, especially mm-hmm. the song. I really like the song that plays for like Doc Ock when he's yeah. on the screen. Oh, really, really love it. I think the character themes in this trilogy are what like elevate it because I love Doc Ock's theme. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I was thinking like, ah, is this bordering on too repetitive? But then it's restricted enough that it's like, this is Doc Ock's intro music. Like, this is the boss battle music. Yep, yep. How can I hate it? Um, so, yeah, no, I love the music. And Spider-Man's theme especially is, yeah, like, it's iconic, course. you know? How's his theme go again? Uh, oh, wait, who? Spider-Man or Doc Ock? Spider-Man. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I just sent in the Discord the Bruce Campbell Mysterio uh, storyboard. If you want to look at that, why does Mysterio look kind of tubby, bro? He got like a fupa going. Well, because Sam Raimi was in charge and he likes to bully Bruce Campbell. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Bruce awesome. Campbell do got a little bit of a belly. <laughs> Not that much. Um, uh, not as fit as he used to be. I think he even says it in his Evil Dead TV show. Dude, yeah. this yeah, this this really makes me sad seeing these storyboard panels. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, there are panels for like Vulture was gonna be in it. Played, oh, who's gonna play Vulture? It's a name. It's a name you know, and it's what is his name? It's gonna drive me crazy, but it's fine. Um. Doc Ock's tentacles, fantastic. They hold up so well. The the fact that it's a mix of practical and CGI, and I love, Mm -hmm. Drew, pay attention to this, my film boy, because this is a method that Sam Raimi uses that I 
I think about all the time. Whenever he has a shot that looks like it's going to be a little overly fake, then right afterwards, he'll do a shot that is completely practical. So like if a view like if a viewer is losing immersion, it's not for long. And I like, like that. those action scenes. That's why they look so good. Because they're yeah. not like we complain about Black Panther. The fight scene looks like two rubber dolls hitting each other because it's a hundred percent CGI. This movie, if Spider-Man CGI for a shot, next shot, it's gonna be a hundred percent practical. And I pay attention to that even Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness does it. And that Dude, movie looks that's great. so cool. That's so cool. I Sam Raimi directed that, then he, he did. He has my ultimate go. respect for that. And I think that is such a good technique. Yeah, just to keep someone invested and to have them really believe in the magic of the movie. And um so you're telling me that Aunt May actually was thrown off the building? A hundred percent. Okay, I knew it. I knew it. It's a hundred percent practical. Rosemary <laughs> Harris, they put a parachute on her, and he said, good luck. You got to see Doc Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, because Bendit Cumberbatch actually opens a portal to another multiverse. Oh my god. It's I'm surprised. crazy that um aunt may didn't have a heart attack because she (laughs) i was thinking i don't know because people can go in the shock just from falling so long that she went up and down like two or three times yeah (laughs) it's uh that that bank scene i love the bank scene oh yeah like he just waltzes in here's your change yeah here's your change it's like people complain toby spider-man never quips he quips you just aren't paying attention i think he Uh, quips occasionally he quips he quips enough to the point where he's quipping but he's not like he's not deadpool you know which he shouldn't be that's that's the spider-man i don't like i don't like a mm, i like a spider-man that doesn't shut up but he has to be intentionally not shutting up because there are times where like in cartoons or comics where he's like talking a bunch and the vulture will be like hey shut up and it's getting on his nerves and it's funny because it's the vulture i don't care you like a lot of characters who can't shut up sonic fan (laughs) sonic fan sonic cannot shut up sonic yeah yeah. he's kind of got that add going um (laughs) but uh speaking of vulture i looked it up um it was going to be ben kingsley no that's what it says the name i'm thinking of but ben kingsley would be a great vulture not that i'm saying he wouldn't be a great vulture it's um something malkovich inside John Melkovich? John Mel? What's this, his name? This says, um, I at know least on John this Malkovich. website, at least on this website, it says, in accordance with Sam Raimi, um, res- oh, I, I don't know if it's saying him or someone else resigned to the movie because no scripts seem to be good. The idea of, inv- oh, maybe this is, oh, what this might I'm... be for Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, oh, that would make sense. I don't know. What I'm seeing here is John Malkovich was expected to play the Vulture, and Anne Hathaway was very close to being casted as Black Cat. 
oh, I want to go to that universe where we got that movie. You just dude. pained Drew. Oh, oh, we got the universe uh, where she's Catwoman. She could have been both, bro. She yeah, could have been both. She should have been both. She she really should have. Um, John Malkovich, though, I do like him quite a bit. Oh, I like him quite a bit as well. I think he would have been a good uh, vulture. He was in Example. that Bird Box movie. I feel like I know who that is. Uh, he I was th- in that Bird Box movie. I didn't see Bird Box. <laughs> you didn't see the hit craze of 2020, Bird no, Box? No, I didn't. Probably because it was the hit craze of 2020. <laughs> but um, when I hear John Malkovich, I feel like it's the villain from Johnny English 1. And I don't think either of you have seen Johnny <laughs> no, English. I've one. seen Johnny English. I have. have? Yep. Is Yo, he, he is in Johnny English. Yeah, he's the villain. <laughs> there you go. Pascal, Pascal Sauve or something like that. Just the villain. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. Uh, but like the the practical effects on the tentacles. I We got a little off track. But um, they each had an individual puppeter and even to the point where they all had names and i love the names there's larry harry flo and mo and i know flo the best because alfred molina said flo was his favorite because that was like the each one even had a little personality that i love and the more you watch the movie you kind of catch on to it because flo is the motherly one that it's the woman of the pack. It's the one who lights his cigar. It's the one that does all the little things. Puts <laughs> on his hat. Lights his cigars. Holds the glass. Um, and I love these tentacles. I love, especially, my favorite part is when uh, he, it's after he throws the car through the diner and he has MJ and he's like, I will peel the flesh from her bones. And one of the tentacles just does a little snip snap with it. It's just like, ting, ting. (laughs) Find him. (laughs) Or I'll peel the flesh off her bones. That's so cool. I love the little details like that. It just makes it so much more intriguing when you know that. It's great. And I I I do want to watch them next time now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And they all, Flo is his, his right shoulder. That's flow. I'm not quite sure on the other. The other ones don't have as much personnel, but I know one has a bit of a like a chunkier build, and I kind of look at that one a bit. I'm not sure which one that's supposed to be, but like I love the practicality of it, and I think No Way Home loses some of that because those tentacles were a hundred percent CGI. Yeah. And sometimes they don't look great but sometimes they do sometimes i heard they... sam raimi was impressed by the cgi for no way home yeah um, just, sam raimi loves everyone you know He's is a great there guy. is i wonder who has or where they are right now Ooh. the tentacles oh that'd be it that's a great question i would love I to hope have they're a, like in a on. museum or something somewhere that'd be awesome yeah yeah, the uh, I saw the Spider-Man three costume. Oh, and that's at um Disney. What's the play? It's like not Disney, but Disney Disney the Fall. Ones? No, it's 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 the red and blue suit, but it's the one they use for Spider-Man three. It's my favorite Spider-Man suit because I think the, the 
the suit changes very minutely between movies. Like in Spider-Man two, it has a much bigger emblem than Spider-Man one. And I like that, but I think Spider-Man three, it really gets the colors, right? The colors look very saturated in Spider-Man three compared to two. Um, nice, but yeah, what it's Disney Springs. It's a place you go. It's like right next to Disney, but you can get in for free and it's like all overpriced shopping. And they're, I think it's like called planet Hollywood restaurant. Oh yeah. Yeah. They have Spider-Man three costume. They have the Richard Donner Superman costume. Um, Just, I think there's a Chewbacca costume they use in star Wars. They, they they got a bunch of cool stuff. That is cool. cool Miss Bryant. Get me a violin. Get me a violin. <laughs> I love the subplot of J. Jonah Jameson trying to plan a wedding in this movie. I, I liked that, and I also liked um, where he was finally like, you know, I, I drove him away. He was a hero. He won, and then he like steals back his costume. A menace! <laughs> J., J. Jonah Jameson just likes the chase. He likes the cat and mouse. He does. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, um, flowers. If this wedding gets any more expensive, you can pick the daisies off my grave. (laughs) (laughs) You can pick the daisies. It's Uh, great. um, Um, The dinner scene where Peter has to go to this fancy gala for my son, the astronaut. Oh, yeah. this is one of the like tentpole scenes of the movie. I feel like this is when everything really crashes down on Peter. You have his like final attempt of trying to get MJ while still being kind of iffy on it only to find out that she just got engaged to this guy. And Uh I love that the moment that happens, it's not like a sad theme that starts playing, but it's the, tings of the first notes of the spider-man theme as he's like watching it all go down and then right after that it's a drunk harry osborne slapping peter around it's like it's a hard scene to watch sometimes it's sad for peter you know and then go at it i don't know if it's right after that but um he goes home i think and has kind of loses aunt may for a moment when he (laughs) confesses to her yeah, it is. It's a scene shortly after that. And that scene, the that, scene where he's uh, at the dinner table with Aunt May, may be one, like, it might be my favorite scene in this trilogy. Because it's heart-wrenching. It is, dude. It really is. It's so I bad. wasn't heart-wrenched. I, I thought um, when Aunt May, because Aunt May's like... If only I changed his mind and make him go after you or whatever the heck it was. She was blaming her herself. And then Peter's like, no, Aunt May, it was me. I was doing money things and he got caught up and shot. And Aunt May was like, she pretty much reacted like, yep, it's your fault. I'm going up in my room and just left. I don't it think she seemed like she. I mean, you obviously blame she her? forgave him. I I kind of. I I think I she. Don't think um, you're expected to forgive him in that moment. I I think. She, I don't think hate him. 
No, like, I, I don't even I don't think, even think she unhappy. does hate him. I think it's she's a hard like, thing for her to register. She yeah. just wants to be alone. Like she she's not ready to, to have that. It isn't my fault. It was supposed to make her feel better about herself. Listen, from Aunt May's understanding, Aunt May had a very limited knowledge of what happened to Uncle Ben. And she took from that, it's my fault that I that I didn't tell him to just let you take the subway to your library turned wrestling against Bonesaw match. And then Peter tells her... Yeah, I am way more involved in his death than you thought I was. I let the man go who shot him. Yeah, and also, like, this is the first time she's hearing any of this, so it's she's probably just, like, reliving it all over again in that moment. Yeah, like that's established in the beginning of the movie. She's having dreams. She's falling asleep at the tables being like, oh, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> This uh, is a grieving woman. I'm not sure how long this takes place after Spider-Man One, but like this is this is a sad woman. This I get she's ben, sad. I just think, dude, ben, you are a cruel, heartless bastard. You want to help her move? I'm you want to even help her move? <laughs> yeah, kick, kick. Maybe I man. would if she didn't react to things like that. What do you want her to do in this scene? Like, oh, I, I pretty much got Uncle Ben killed. Oh, Peter, I forgive you. <laughs> Not like, oh, Peter, I forgive you, but she could be like, oh, well. <laughs> it happens. Lesson or something like that. Like, I don't it know. Happens. He's. It he's, do be like that. <laughs> it do. It is what it is. Don't hit me up right now. <laughs> In my feels. <laughs> Either way, though. I mean, Peter's a grandson. He looks up to her. She's supposed to steer him in the right way. She's supposed to be the one that helps him find closure. He's helping her by confessing. Now it's her turn to say, Peter, it's not your fault. But she, she needs a minute. That eventually. Yeah. She needs a moment to process this. Yeah, she just needs a moment. So what, she's she went in her shocked. room and started going, money, I don't have money. He cry about money. Ben over money. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. She, uh, tried, she probably just went to her room and cried. Yeah. And it just yeah. like, you have to let it out sometimes. So she know? went in her room, she cried. Oh, boo, boo, boo. <laughs> and then, damn, Peter you, probably dude. feels pretty bad. Screw you. She could have cried in front of Peter. You know? She doesn't want to see that. She's not ready to face Peter at that moment. Better than blame him or make Mm. him feel blamed. My gosh. Like, like imagine this, Dean. I come to you one day and I'm like, hey, Dean, I accidentally, like, I was the one who killed Pix. You probably wouldn't want to talk to me for a minute. I, I was like, oh, I accidentally just crushed your rat. I'm sorry, man. You'd I'm be wondering... like, I'm going to need a minute before I talk to you again, Matthew. I don't think so. I mean, now I take love... that and make it your wife of like picks. 40 years. How dare you compare Aunt May to a rat? Mm. No, I'm comparing <laughs> Uncle Ben to a rat. 
or yeah, Uncle Ben. Pix was a uh, mouse. But then he elevated was a good mouse. Elevated to your husband of forty to fifty years. <laughs> That's what Aunt May is going through in that scene. So and you're like, you she should just walk it off. You accidentally squeezed my husband of 40 years. <laughs> my gosh, you're taking this a little too literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, to to kind of change this topic, um, I, at least for me, I feel it's a very powerful moment when his mask comes off. And then, like, he's that on the train, is. and they all pull him in, you know, <laughs> lay him down. And I just any movie where it, it is, like, a superhero and their mask comes off or something, and, like, they're being seen by people like that for the first time, it's just, it's just, it takes my breath away. Mm-hmm. It's just a kid. It's just a kid. No You're going to have to go through me. Son. Yeah, I love like New York is a character in these movies. I love yeah, the first sure. movie where they're throwing stuff at Green Goblin, and then this movie where they're willing to stand up against Doc Ock for Spider Man. That's I love all the little touches. Like even when Peter's like fixing his bike and the wheel goes flying, and you hear the guy go "Hey!" and it's just stuff, little touches like that. I love all the little New York touches in this trilogy. Oh yeah, and. Yeah, the train sequence, phenomenal. And like the opening, like the shot before the fight goes down, one of my favorite shots ever in cinema, the the best shot ever put to cinema. It's Spider-Man swinging, okay? It's Spider-Man swinging. Typical Spider-Man swinging shot, it's dope. And then it pans out, a long zoom out across the entire city, and then it zooms in through Doc Ock's sunglasses and he's on the clock tower watching Spider-Man come to him. And it's such a great long take. It's That is so cool. My favorite shot is the train going down the tracks and it like it's like the tracks are getting longer, but the world is flattening mm. out. I don't know, that that weird trick you do. Yeah, it's like a, a, zolly. a zolly doom, zolly doom, zolly <laughs> zoom. Yeah, yeah, it's that trick of you move the camera while also zooming. Um, uh, zolly zoom is a little redundant because zolly means zoom dolly. So you're saying zoom zoom dolly? Yeah, yeah. Are you- you, you're you acting like this is a term I made up, Drew. You I didn't make dunce. up. <laughs> Matt Dunce of the podcast. <laughs> By the way, um, I didn't appreciate that uh, human centipede question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Asking people whether or not to stitch my face to your rump. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... It's just the order, man. You, a lot of people wanted you to be last, which is what you wanted in the episode. I didn't want yeah. it. You what? asked for no, it. No, 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 even, no. I don't want to even start in the this comment again. section, you were arguing for the last song. <laughs> I was not. Where no, was this I? This isn't so bad, bro. Drew's <laughs> <laughs> no, like, no, no, oh, why you are you in the middle? And you're like, wrong. bro, you're so lucky to be in the middle. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> Drew. I'm saying. Wait, he was wait, arguing for the middle are, spot on the episode. I thought. I guess rather than the no, 
Yes, he wanted the middle. Oh, so he's our front is obviously the one everybody wants because you still get to eat and taste food. Okay, I okay. Know, I know they ain't putting me in front because I'll wake them up every night. So <laughs> I let's not go down this path again. <laughs> Dean, I want you to know I gagged editing the human centipede episode based on how you described the third centipede well oh true uh, no you i didn't describe the third centipede drew did i never seen the third centipede no the third person in the centipede oh. what they're eating oh. you described it in the most hey painstakingly hey, you, awful you, way hey you you made me watch the movie. You you made me watch movie. I was going to discuss the movie. Drew, what's a human octopus like in uh, Spider-Man 2? Oh, bro. Uh, you just got me thinking. If there were to be a human octopus movie, would it just be someone with like a bunch of arms and legs? That's what I'm kind of thinking. That'd be, that'd be pretty sick. Not going like to lie. Squidward. I'm here for it. Yeah, like <laughs> Dr. Octopus in Spider-Man 2. In Spider-Man 2. And this train fight mm-hmm. is so great. What do we, You guys like the train fight? I think it's one of the best uh, fight scenes ever put to film. I think it's pretty fantastic. I love it. I I think the everyone remembers the moment when he stops the train. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a... In his face. In his mm-hmm. face, too. It's very laughable. It's, it's a bit laughable, but it's honest. You know, he's not yeah. going to be looking like a supermodel when he's stopping this no. hundred-ton train. His first attempt where he's just digging his feet into it, Tori says, you're not Mr. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this movie came out the same year as Incredibles. Maybe he uh, saw oh, it canonically. Who stole what mm. idea? What, who, what came out first? Let me see. Let me see. Um, but they were probably they were making both. at the same time. Thirty. Yeah, if they were both making it at the same time, if it's the same year. There's no way they could have gotten. Oh, Spider-Man Two came out first. Spider-Man came out in June. Incredibles came out in October. They so, did it at the same time because it takes forever to animate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they saw Spider-Man 2 and were like, hey, we should have a scene where Mr. Incredible stops the train. Uh, we're three months to deadline. Add that scene. Uh, without now. that scene, it'll be deadline now. <laughs> deadline now for your family. It's oh. a death threat um, to the animator. The one of the, <laughs> One of the people on the front of the train is... One of the greatest voice actors of all time, Phil Lamar, who you may know as the voice of Samurai Jack. Mm. He's just one of the guys watching Peter stop the train at the very front of it and helps catch him before he falls off the end. Is there any reasoning that he's just one of those guys? I think he was just an extra in the movie. (laughs) This, I mean, 2004 is, I mean, he was doing things like he was a actor voice actor yeah he was doing, like the justice league cartoon he voiced green lantern he's and in all a that. lot of stuff isn't he uh, yeah like uh foster's home for imaginary friends futurama in... incredibles um Scooby-Doo. who's he in incredibles uh it says the second incredibles um oh 
he yeah i don't remember anyone in that movie oh he says he's helic electrics electrics that's probably a background character but yeah one of the stories the superhero the... stories tales yeah yeah one of those tales <laughs> tall tales um yeah uh yeah the the movie once this once the train fight happens it's on a it's on a train to the end it's on a straight up train i forget how fast the movie like this is the third act at this point harry ends up getting doc ock and we kind of talked about it he's like oh i'm gonna kill you and look in your eyes and then oh it's peter oh <gasps> also wrapped in barbed wire that's gotta hurt to rip out of that i know does, yeah he did that effortlessly he did he's a and strong it didn't dude. tear up his outfit but he says his outfit's itchy but i'm like <laughs> thinking it can't be itchy unless i don't know wool is it wool rides up weird, the crotch though. a bit too yeah what mm-hmm. that's too bad just a bunch of stuff that makes me think his outfit must smell yeah <laughs> his outfit must smell man yeah yeah i mean he washes it in the movie so we can canonically yes. say that he washes the suit and it turns all of his other clothes pink yep yeah if he only wa if he only had that suit and the spidey suit in the closet what does he do when he washes his suit suit is he dressed as spider-man <laughs> <laughs> i mean he has like normal clothes they're probably just like in a dresser. He only Where has two hangers. That's a problem. He has Peter, enough clothes, but only two hangers. Peter Parker in boxer shorts and a wife beater <laughs> washing <laughs> his suit. <laughs> Don't ask. Um, but yeah, uh, what's let's talk about Doc Ock's plan. What's he kind of scheming here at the end? The what's power of the sun here? in my hand. Mm-hmm. This is a little earlier, but um, his arms, he's like back at his shop and he's like seeing it's all destroyed. And he's like, you arms belong at the bottom of the river along with me. And it seems like he's going to do the right thing. And then I feel like his arms just kind of are like, maybe not. And he's like, <laughs> OK. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, I know his arms overpower him, but man, it. He was pretty in control, it seemed, when he was talking about he should be at the bottom of the river. Well, his motivations seem a little weird to me because it seems like he's just trying to make, like, this sustainable energy source. And Mm -hmm. then, like, obviously the first one goes wrong. And then his arms are, like, telling him, no, you should redo it. And so, like, pretty much with that same idea in mind, making sustainable energy. But then he's like... No, I'm not a criminal. We can't rob to do that. Oh, you know what? Uh, the bigger crime would be to not finish what we started. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like, he's going to rob places to just make a sustainable energy source. Because, like, he's not making that to just blow up New York. He's making it for yeah. energy. It's like, why are you doing bad things to achieve this to make an omelet you gotta break a few eggs you know 
I'm gonna make a sustainable. <laughs> I'm not sure I do know. <laughs> to make to make something great, you gotta you gotta do some bad things. That's what he's he's saying. The ends justify the means. I feel like Doc Ock is a lot like Dean. He's living his life with four other voices in his head telling him what to do. And it it can be a little hard to decide sometimes. I was was drawing the comparison, too. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is... Really? I feel like like Green Goblin could also be a very close representation. Like, a lot of relatability in these characters. Goblin Mm -hmm. would be cool. Tori was saying... Um, what if they made a? I think she was saying this, unless I did, but I'm pretty sure she was saying it. It was one of the what if, the tentacles talking. Well, about th- what if they <laughs> made a goblin movie, like just Green Goblin focused? Yeah, but I was like, they'd have to make it Willem Dafoe, and I feel like he'd have to be young again. I don't even know what that would be. That'd be like a Morbius, <laughs> a Morbius. It's Morbin time. It's Morbin, Morbin time. Well, it would be kind of fun to see him. He'd be like terrorizing Spider-Man. Ha ha, Spider-Man! And then (laughs) end of the day, he's walking inside of his mansion. And it's all quiet because the day's over. It's drawing to a close. He's like, I showed him. I'm (laughs) making a (laughs) microwave popcorn. (laughs) Oh, it could be like Wile E. Coyote Roadrunner. But it's Green (laughs) Goblin trying to kill Gwen Stacy. And she just keeps like... Something slips up and the glider impales him instead. <laughs> I like that. It's I like, like a that. cartoon. And eventually, like, it's Peter that kills her from trying to catch her. That's <laughs> funny. You got some great stories here. Um, but yeah, he Doc Ock makes the sun in his his like what is this thing? Is it a bow? Is it it's like a it's a building of some sort but it's in the new york harbor his uh his lab yeah it's just like a building that was built on stilts over the water but it got destroyed in the initial testing so now it's like in the water Ah, uh, i guess so um but mary jane is there typical damsel in distress she is at the end of all these movies but spider-man shows up and we get the reveal that it's peter Wow, uh, I love that scene where Does he just, just show up without his mask. Um, what is it? He, uh, I no, um, he shows up with his mask, and then when he's talking to Doc Ock, he takes his mask off to try like uh bringing back some of his normal conscious self. Yeah, like, he takes it off kind of as like a power move to be like, look, it's me. That you college student. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they did I'm... talk about fusion for an hour yeah, and a half. He, he said he liked Peter. I love their their bonding time. Oh, yeah. Where, like, at too. first he's like, I don't have time for students. And then, like, the next scene, they're just, like, joking around and stuff and yeah. getting love advice. It's great. I saw it, like, he's talking to him and he's like, so this is a... Uh... This is a fusion thing? Yes, this makes fusion. Next scene. So what about this about fusion? Peter, we've been talking to this for the past hour and a half. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, that's a good time to skip. Yep, there you won- go. I could have went you- without hearing about that. 
I love the little detail when uh, Doc Ock's tentacles are being revealed that they they note that they're immune to magnetism because that could be a little that could be a very easily nitpickable thing that at yeah. the end of the movie all the metals go into the thing but not the tentacles. Oh yeah, I like that they threw it in there just to be like, don't worry, this is what makes the climax of the movie work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yep. that would kind of suck though if they didn't think about that and then just like. He starts the machine, and this thing that is holstered around his torso just gets sucked into it. Yoinks him in. <laughs> yeah, just tosses Goodbye, him Bye, Peter! <laughs> I think I didn't watch this as much as a kid, because I think maybe maybe it intimidated me more than the other Spider-Mans, because it had more, I feel like, cringe as in like pain scenes. Like when mm. he has all the needles going to his spine. I don't Ooh, like that. Yeah, that's a tough. I'm not tough into thing. that. I no. don't know. I almost think that would feel good. Like it looks like some, <laughs> looks like some like acupuncture. <laughs> all right. Well, not I know who will test does. it first. Yeah, not dozens <laughs> of just needles going I all down know, your vertebrae. They go all I'd the be way down in. To try it. I'll try uh, it. They go all the way. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not feeling that. He doesn't. He Dean, doesn't this one had no anything. skeletons, so you could have oh, watched it as a kid. Yeah. Well, I think I watched the third most. I like Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> I hate we got that. Yes, he <laughs> likes Sandman. You're Sandman. the opposite of Anakin Skywalker. You love sand. It's great. Dude. It's I so like the scene of him turning in the Sandman. Next <laughs> year, Dean, I'm so pumped to talk to you about Sandman. A whole yeah. episode. We can just dive deep into the character of Sandman. Ah, good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Peter convinces him. He convinces him that he's wrong, and Doc Ock sacrifices himself to put the the sun into the river and good for him <laughs> yep until uh peter parker in the marvel cinematic universe says oh, i have to destroy the multiverse to get my friends into college and sucks him into a portal there yeah um, which... man that is kind of a dumb plot point isn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah you think about for more than a second and it's a little stupid isn't it <laughs> Well, it's stupid, isn't it? That's probably why Peter goes after him. But I don't know. Would Peter even know? Because he'd just see Doc Ock's falling and then whoop, whoop, sucks away. He's gone. Does he worry about it? He's gone. He's probably like, oh, he probably fell into the sun. He's probably just evaporated. Let's not worry about But then uh, I guess Peter doesn't go until later because he's old and no way home. But I do love the moment in No Way Home where he and Otto Octavius reunite and they share that same exchange yeah. where he's like, how are you, boy? And Peter goes, trying to do better, which is the same thing he oh, says in yeah. the scene that they meet in this movie. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, Yeah, that's sweet. And you get the reveal, MJ and Peter, they're together. They're laying on a big web together. Oh. 
and it's very sweet. Harry's going a little kooky, finds <laughs> the, the goblin cave. The Is that what we're calling it? The goblin layer. Goblin cove. The goblin the cove. green room. Oh, that's oh. good. Green Room. That's a movie with Sir Patrick Stewart. It sure is, and it's a banger. It's a banger of a movie. And we get to the wedding. Uh, but who doesn't show up? Mary Jane. Mary Jane, you're right. She's Correct. running back for Peter. And they're they they they're like, we can make it work. We can make this work. And it's a triumphant final swing. And that's the, the movie. movie. That's the movie. That's a good. That was a good wrap up. Thanks, man. Yeah, I love this movie. But Dean won the IMDb game. Oh. So he gets to give his final thoughts and rating first. I enjoyed this movie. I, I, you know, I think I still say I like Spider-Man Three more. Maybe I should watch that again in a year. I'm guessing. Um. But Spider Man Three, I like Sandman. Um, <laughs> I, I, That's gonna be our new shirt. Look out for it on the store. I like, Just I like Sandman. I like Sandman. I do. Um, but Spider Man Two is still good. It's got Doc Ock. Um, needles. They kind of spooked me. I just feel like, for some reason, I feel like the effects are a little bit more lacking than Spider Man One. To the point where I I noticed it, I feel like Aunt May is a little more judgmental than she needs to be. I know what you say, but she she goes right to the it's her way or no way, and you know there could be other ways. But overall, I like the story. Little, I don't know. Matt Matt really loves the transitions and camera work and everything, but sometimes there's just the transition where I'm like, oh, okay. But I don't have any in my notes to point out, so think of that as you will. I'm going to give it an 8.7. All right. All right. Drew, your final thoughts and rating of Spider-Man 2? I think this is a very solid superhero film. I love how the whole film in itself is kind of a big learning lesson for Peter. We get a lot of good character development. Um, I like how they uh, sneak a couple characters in there, like um, the lizard. Um, like we don't see the lizard himself, but um, the the guy who's going to be the lizard someday. Um, I like that we see Bruce Campbell. Um I really love the score. I think the cinematography and the transitions and the shots are all pretty, pretty freaking awesome. Uh, yeah, I like this movie a lot. I'm going to say an 8.5. All right. 8.5. Respectable. I uh, love this movie uh, for all the reasons that Dean gave for not liking it. Those are reasons I love it. I think Aunt May has very appropriate reactions to what she's being told the characters feel human the special effects are phenomenal i there's like one scene where they do like a full body doc ock cg model and it looks fake but besides that chef's kiss to all the cgi they made they made him stop a train it's great um 
the, the just the character study of Peter Parker, Sam Raimi's cinematography, it gives so much life to a comic book movie. This is a movie that should have lots of camera movement and lots of intricate crank camera movement. It should feel very heavily stylized, and it does without being cartoonishly stylized. So... Yeah, the music is phenomenal. This is a score. I rarely listen to movie scores. I'll put in the Spider-Man 2 score and just listen to it because every song and it's a bop. They're all hummable even. Every scene is peak fiction. Every shot, every moment, every bit of dialogue, every little movement of the tentacles. Everything in this movie is perfect. It's all a 10 out of 10. I knew it. I knew it from the very beginning of the episode that you were going to say that. Yeah, there's no way that he wouldn't. You you gave it away when you said, I grew up with this movie, absolutely loved everything. The shots, the cinematography. (laughs) I didn't give it away when I said it was my favorite movie ever made. You probably did. Yeah, I, I know you at least <laughs> said something that made me think. All right, it's ten out of ten. I guess I'm calling it. Nice. Well, yeah. Uh, thank you guys for watching Spider-Man Two with me, uh, Drew. Next week it's you who gets to bring us a movie, and it is Wild Card Month. So, cinema has been around for over a hundred years, and you get to pick one movie, any of them, oh, to bring to us next week. You're... What movie are you picking? Oh man, I I have been thinking about this movie ever since we started this podcast. I just haven't quite decided on like what would be a good month to bring it. Um, when should I bring it? I think now is the time since it's a wild card month. And I love this movie. I don't think enough people talk about this movie. I don't hear many people talk about it. But what I am bringing is directed by david fincher and it is the game 1997 the game which i don't think either of you have seen this and i don't want you to look up too much because it would be very easy to spoil it for yourself Uh and it is a a great twist ending in my opinion. Well, I looked up the, the game, game and I got American rapper uh Jason Terrell <laughs> Taylor. Yep, that's definitely what I'm talking about. Okay, good. Okay, sweet. Um all right, I've never I want to see a poster. I never heard of it. Yeah, I've never even heard of this. Oh, wait, I have seen this poster. Okay. Oh, and it's got um it's got a uh, Michael Douglas. Yeah, I, like him. I, I really like Michael Douglas, and I think he's fantastic in this. So, yeah, nice. I'm very excited to talk about this one. All right, all right. I'll give that a watch this week. Everyone should give it a watch. And with all that being said, Drew, where can the people find you? All the good things you're doing online. So I just guest starred on a podcast for the first time uh, very recently. Uh, I was on the Nerd Rejects podcast. It was a great honor to be on there. And we talked about all things Harry Potter related. Some really cool dudes. I would recommend checking it out, uh, giving them a follow. And also, I do gaming videos. Uh, Check me out on YouTube. Naughty Bear Freak is the name. 
can find me on all social media platforms under that name and check out my film pics on Instagram at harvey.barker.photo.video. Nice. Yeah, Drew won't let me listen to the episode where Not he was yet. on the Nerd Rejects podcast we gotta, we... because there's a lot of spoilers for Harry Potter, apparently. Mm-hmm. There's a couple spoilers that I really don't want you to hear. <sighs> I'm just bitter. I'm just bitter. Wait, we got to do that marathon. I'm, let's get it going. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> With all that being said, Dean... Where can the people find you and all the great things you are doing online? Dean Calkins on Instagram, all one word, all lowercase. Check it out. Check it out. And you can find me on Twitter at Hopper2400 and my personal YouTube channel, Pure Fission. And of course, don't forget to join the club. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Hit the bell notification so you can be notified when new episodes drop every single Monday. Also, we have merch. Uh, go to our Redbubble store, uh, type in Dial Up Movie Club to get all of our... Uh, Dean, what's the shop got? What do we got in there? We got, I'm pretty sure, skirts, um, stickers, um, there's shirts, there's sweatshirts, I want to say, mm-hmm. there's, um, <laughs> I wish there was pants. I don't think there's pants. Is there pants? Um, there's leggings. There's leggings. There's Mm -hmm. leggings. Um, hats. And bedsheets. And curtains. Like, shower curtains. Mm. And mouse pads. And... Are there mugs? Uh, yes, there are mugs. Mugs! I want a mug. Yeah. I'm going to get a yeah. mug. And there is no more Crocodile Up merch. Oh, so sad. Ooh, you missed it. So chance. sad. Could save the crocodiles, no but more, you didn't. No more crocodiles we, are getting saved. Listen, when you <laughs> sit us down for tea one day and tell us that you didn't buy the Crocodile Up Movie Club merch and you're the reason why crocodiles went extinct in our lifetime, we're going to be like Aunt May. We're going to pull our hand away and just go upstairs and cry. Yeah. Because you're just, honestly, you'll just see me gulp the tea as fast as I can so I can leave. (laughs) 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 All right. Also, remember to watch the game for next week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Dial Up Movie Club. And remember guy named Otto Octavius ends up with eight limbs. What are the odds? Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. 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 See you. Later.